Welcome back to Blue Skies and Green Pastures. I'm your host, Paula Adams. Happy Independence Day. It's 4th of July in the year 2022. And despite the many alarming predictions of many people, including myself at times, America is still the land of the free and the home of the brave. So today's topic is going to be freedom. <clears throat> and I, as I was running today, before I fell down and hurt myself, I was thinking about the, the, the real reason that people argue in America, a, a country where we have freedom of speech and the ability to argue over things, uh, what, what is at the root of every argument, well, the most of them, the many of the arguments stem from either a desire for the the government to make a law restraint restricting someone else's freedom, or arguing that the government should not have such laws. So, obviously, abortion is one that we just talked about in the last podcast but there are many other things that people either think there should be laws against or there shouldn't be laws against so the the bigger picture is what is the role of government in the world what what kind of government should we have in this uh year 2022 and it should it be the same type of government that we had, you know, in the pre pre-industrial age when people were mostly farmers and, you know, should the government change? Should should it be more of a global government? I mean, of course, obviously I would say no to that, but some people think it should. Some people are trying to lean more towards um universal laws. For the entire world, they say that now that we're so interconnected by the internet and global trade, that we need to have more standardized laws, a standardized society. And then, of course, you have the opposite end of that. People who say, no, we should have very few laws at all, and we should let people decide who are having some type of transaction they should come up with their own, you know, laws. Well, right now, of course, we we do have a lot of laws and and they're kind of in a, you know, they're always either like on the seesaw going up and down or some people call it a pendulum. But you have to you have to remember that, you know, it hasn't always been that way. Um, and as we celebrate the 4th of July, we can remember that why did we declare independence in the first place? It was because we were under the authority, and that's another key word and a key concept is authority. We as the colonists before the 4th of July were under the authority of the, the King of England. And he was doing things that a lot of the leaders in the colonies 
thought were wrong and and therefore they decided to um, have a revolution. And, you know, some people think, well, we need another revolution. Well, you know, there weren't that many people in the country back then. There wasn't quite as much to lose. If we were to have a revolution now, probably a lot more people would die. There would be, you know, trillions of dollars of damaged homes and businesses and, you know, infrastructure. And it would be very devastating to our country if we were to have a revolution. That's why we have a a different type of government now. We don't live under the authority of a king who can just decide whatever he wants and say, oh, well, I'm, you know, I'm God's man on the ground, so I can make this law if I want to. Now we have a representative form of government where we elect people who work in the government, in the Congress, in the presidency, in the judicial, and they are supposed to represent the wishes of the majority, which, you know, that can be problematic because sometimes the the country, like it is right now, it can be split almost 50-50 on issues. So, you know, is it really fair for 51% of the people to get to decide how something is done for the whole country? What if most of those people are only in a few states and cities? Because it, it, it is often like that. There are so many people in New York City and um, other big Democrat cities, Chicago, that have a lot of money and a lot of power, and they're able to get elected, and they're able to stay in office for years and years and years. So they aren't exactly, it's not really democracy. Democracy would require that those people be kicked out after, you know, a couple years maybe, you know, four or five, whatever the people decided. But right now we do not have that. We need term limits because to preserve freedom, we have to preserve the actual representation of the majority of of the local majority. And that's why it's so, it's actually kind of, you know, it is a, it's a good thing that Roe versus Wade was overturned because it returns the power to the states and the states who the majority of the people who live in that state don't want to pay for abortions and they, you know, or they want to limit them or whatever, they can vote on that. And the people who don't like it, they're free to go live somewhere else or they're free to go get a an abortion somewhere else. But the thing is, in any large group of people, you're going to have people who disagree on important topics. But that brings us to another very important issue that we remember on this Independence Day, and that is religious freedom. Because the original Puritans who came over on the Mayflower, um, <laughs> I think I'm remembering that right, I... I actually get my early American history mixed up in my brain, but the people who came here for religious freedom, 
um, they, they wanted to be able to worship God in the way that they thought was right. So when our country developed its constitution and wrote the Bill of Rights, the, the founders were careful to put in there that anyone can worship any way they want and the government cannot have any say-so in this. So it is the separation of church and state in such as that the government cannot control your religious expression. And, and people still fight over that, you know, a lot. And, and yet, for the most part, we do have extreme levels of religious freedom. Uh, like I talked about in another, I think I did a podcast on this, talking about the cults. Well, one of the risks of the type of government and freedom that we have in America is that, you know, there's going to be people who do things that we strongly disagree with. And, for example, that uh, fundamentalist uh, LDS Mormon cult that has, you know, polygamy, but not just polygamy, but marrying girls as young as 9 and 10 years old and getting them pregnant and also taking children from one family and giving them to another and kicking out the husbands. I mean, it it's really bad stuff that you... If you haven't seen that show, it's on Netflix. It's called Keep Sweet and Obey. But the fact that that kind of stuff is going on in America and pretty much is ignored by the local authorities of whom many of those authorities are part of the cult, that kind of thing is allowed to exist in America because of religious freedom. And really the only time they prosecute those people is if they're not paying, you know, taxes or something, which of course, because they claim to be a church, they don't have to pay a lot of taxes. And that's probably one reason they take over all the businesses of their members. So if the business belongs to the church, I guess they don't have to pay taxes on that either. I don't know how it works, but the Mormon church owns billions of dollars worth of stock and in the best stocks in the country, um, tech and all kinds of things. So um, they have a lot of money <laughs> and so does the Catholic church and so do other, other religious uh, organizations. I mean, look at Joel Osteen. He has a ton of money too and he's not the only one. There's a bunch of them. So religious freedom comes with this, um, this property this consequence that churches are going to build up a whole lot of money and not pay taxes on it. Well, I personally believe that some laws should be changed to, you know, limit how much money they can have in their bank accounts without being taxed. But some people disagree and they think it should be unlimited. I mean, I, you know, I'm against taxes as it is, but if you're going to tax, um, you know, if you're going to tax a private business, you should probably also tax a so-called church-owned business because that doesn't seem fair. But these are the things that we argue about, right? What is the role of government? How much control 
Should it have over our lives? Is Should gay marriage be legal? Should, should people be forced to do business with people they don't want to do business with? And our government has pretty much consistently ruled that most of the time they do. Um, but even if they rule in favor of the business, uh, the cancel culture will destroy you anyway. So, I mean, do there need to be laws against using cancel culture to destroy people's lives? I mean, I think so. That's, to me, that's like slander. Because they can destroy you. Um, and They don't even have to say things that are true. They can just say whatever they want in, in social media and people will believe it. So that brings me to another thing about believing things back to the cult should we should it be illegal to brainwash someone because if you're brainwashing someone aren't you taking away their freedom aren't you like making it so that they really cannot escape because that's pretty much what happens in all of these cults is they brainwash the people and they terrorize them from the time they're born you know, now the people who join when they're adults, that's their own problem. I'm talking about the babies, the millions of babies that are born to these Mormon cults and other cults that from the time they're born, they're told things that keep them in fear so that they would never leave. I mean, if you watch that show, you will see that some of the people they were afraid of the outside world. I mean, they were, they thought that the outside world was like, you know, dangerous and scary and bad guys were going to get them and stuff. Well, you know, using fear and, and terroristic threats and things like that, that should be illegal. But they do that on a regular basis in the name of religious freedom. So, you know, it's a, it's a slippery slope there. And they do a lot of things like they beat their wives and they rape their wives and other things like that. They, it's, it's, they, they turn a blind eye to, um, child molestation among their own families and pretend it doesn't exist. I mean, there's a lot of really bad stuff going on. And it's all under the umbrella of religious freedom. So thinking of it, you know, some people are like, well, that's just the way it is. You know, we shouldn't, we should leave those people alone because that's their religion. But, but what about the people who had no choice? They were born into it. So should we, you know, should the rest of us be more proactive in, you know, making sure that they know the other side of the story and so that they cannot be brainwashed and they cannot be held prisoner by fear, you know? And so what I'm talking about right now is the government responsibility, you know, what is what is the role of government? What do we want it to look like in America so that we can be free, but also to protect certain people. I mean, once you, if you are a fully functioning adult, 
who has a source of income, you know, I mean, really, it's like, what are, what are the rules? You know, how do we decide who gets help, who needs help, or do we help no one and we just expect, well, you know, we'll just leave that up to shit, to, to fate or whatever. And if someone helps them, great. If someone doesn't, well, that's not the government's role. And, you know, as I've said before, I think it's really, it's the church's role more than anything else. Okay, I'm back. Had to relocate because someone else wanted to use the room that I was recording in. So now I am sitting in my hot van outside. (laughs) But, so, we were talking about um, religious freedom. So, what are some other issues um, that people argue about? Well, it, when you start talking about, if like, I like to say that I'm a libertarian, but if someone, then someone will argue, well, well, what about schools, and what about roads, and highways, and, um, you know, health care, and things like that? Well, the fact is, we, we... America has changed so much in the past hundred years since the Depression and the first, you know, New Deal and all that. Um, We have become a a much more socialist um, government and nation. And as we have become more prosperous, you know, globally, and the just so rich as a country, people have pretty much been okay with the idea, not everyone, but many people have been okay with the idea of taxing people who have more money and then spending that money to help the people who have less money or on things that they say benefit society as a whole, such as, um, uh, schools and roads and bridges and parks, national parks, um, you know, um, the environment and other things like that. But, you know, there's still enough people who push back against that, that it's still, you know, it's, it's not a settled issue. Um, and, you know, the reason for that, I think, is a lot of people believe the, that if you give an inch, they will try to take a mile. And, and I think we've seen that in the public schools that, you know, every, every year they say, we need more money, we need more money, we need more money. And it's like, well, what did you do with all that money that you got with the last, you know, $2 million bond election or whatever? Oh, well, we spent that and, you know, we need more, you know. Oh, we need to build another building. We need a new stadium. Oh, this this building needs repairs. I mean, and that is true that as cities grow and towns grow, there is always going to be a need for money. But it's like the schools aren't expected to stay within a budget like regular people are. And it's like the government just thinks that they have an unlimited budget and and we have gone from 
fiscal responsibility to the magic money tree. And, you know, so these are some of the issues. Some people, people who have a good job and they don't mind paying some taxes to help the rest of society, they don't understand that it's not like that for everyone. But so they will vote, they will vote for school bonds and they will vote for higher taxes and things like that, that don't, that's not really that noticeable in their budget, but that can be a lot more noticeable in someone else's budget who is closer to the edge of, you know, having enough. So, you know, money, money is at the root of everything and money and the government go hand in hand. And a lot, a lot of American history is about the, our government. I mean, with the American Revolution, they rang up a lot of debt. And then with the Civil War, there was a tons, tons of debt. So the military and wars are very expensive. So some people say, well, we should stop fighting wars. But is that really a practical? Is that practical? I mean, we have to be able to defend ourselves. That is one of the roles of government that is in the Constitution. <clears throat> but, you know, government overreach and excessive taxation was one of the rule one of the reasons that America fought the war for independence in the first place. So if we're going to keep a balance, we have to, you know, we have to not lose sight of the fact that not everyone agrees and we have to allow for people to disagree and we have to be very careful when we make more laws and raise taxes and do things that affect everyone who really may not have a choice in the matter. <clears throat> So yesterday I I saw a post on Facebook about, um, it was an inflammatory alarmist post by the New York Times, basically saying that um, religious extremists were going to try to outlaw all abortion and, you know, just, you know, firing up the people, right? That's what they do. So I made a comment on there and I said that, you know, you can do what you want, but I expect the same freedom when it comes to uh, medical procedures such as vaccines. And it was really shocking to me, which of course it should not have been shocking to me, but the people that literally could not see, and I got a tons of comments on my comment, the people could not see the contradiction there. They want to require vaccines, but allow abortions. One lady actually said, well, not getting a vaccine endangers pregnant women. I guess she couldn't see that, you know, abortions also endanger lives, you know. So, you know, I I just, I guess people really don't think, and, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast, is they don't realize how they really do want to have it both ways. 
They want to restrict other people's freedom on the things that they don't think other people should do, but they want to be allowed to do the things that they want to do. And in my opinion, that's why we should have very few laws that restrict our personal freedoms. We should not have laws to legislate morality. And, you know, I know that abortion is a tricky one because, yes, it's killing an unborn baby. But isn't that also kind of a moral issue? I mean, and like I even said in my post, I'll leave that I'll leave that up to God to judge those people. And like I've said in previous podcasts, God will forgive you if you've had an abortion. But, you know, and the another hilarious thing to me is the fact that none of them could see that forcing other people to have vaccines proves that you don't think the vaccines work. <laughs> if you've had all your vaccines, why do you care if I don't get my vaccine? Your, your vaccine's going to protect you, right? So leave me alone, is what I said in my comment. And they laughed at me and said that I don't know how vaccines work. So now I guess they're saying that they believe in herd immunity? I mean, you know, which one is it? it does the vaccine work or are we depending on herd immunity? Because you can't have it both ways. The... There is so much misinformation about these vaccines. I know that the vaccines don't work because I've seen so many people catching COVID that were fully vaccinated. And to say that a vaccine works just because it keeps you from dying, that is not the definition of a vaccine. That is more like a treatment of, of some kind. It's not a vaccine. So that's another subject. But the point was that they did not want to allow me my freedom, even though I was willing to allow them to kill their own baby. (laughs) So when we think about freedom, we have to be careful. And I'm specifically talking to conservative Christians. Conservative Christians have to remember that we are not the judge. God is going to judge these people. And we can't set ourselves up as the policemen of the world or um, anything like that because we already have laws and they're not even being enforced. So why do we think making more laws is going to change morality? And, And do we want laws to legislate morality? What if it's the laws that we don't like? You know, I mean, there are people who want to make it so that parents can't teach their own children their religious beliefs. So, you know, extremism can can happen on the on in good things and in bad things. But extremism is is never a good thing. Like if you um if you like to eat health food, that's a good thing. But if you become obsessed with it, and you starve yourself to death, and all you do is think about food constantly, then you have become an extremist. And that's not healthy either. So, you know, we would call that idolatry. It's like anytime you put 
you you lose your faith and you start believing that this thing that you're doing is going to keep you safe because really it's safetyism and these people that are like so obsessed with vaccines they're obsessed with safety well i would have to say that some christians are a bit obsessed with making sure that other people don't sin and i don't think that's our role that's not that's not our role as christians and i don't think it's wise in a country with religious freedom to give the government the role of de- preventing sin so let's uh let's go back to a little bit more religious freedom freedom of speech freedom of the press and also reduce the taxation and all that and um and leave the helping people and stuff to the church instead of the government the church is there to tell people about Jesus to explain God's requirements to explain how to be saved to encourage pr- provide accountability so if, if you really want to make a difference in the world become involved in a Christian ministry and go to church and be part of the church don't take your religion to the politics because our country has religious freedom and i kind of you know i i can see how some people think that conservatives are trying to change that and i've decided i'm not going to be part of that i i believe in religious freedom for all not just christians So, happy 4th of July and let's all stay free, keep your mind free from sin, keep your heart free from hate and keep your body free from diseases. Just stay free from all the stuff that we don't like and let's just embrace the things we like like loving our neighbor, loving God, enjoying the freedoms of America and protecting them. So God bless America. Have a good one. Bye-bye.